What up, Long Beach? We have got a special breaking news episode of the LB Fee Show for you today. As always, the show is hosted by the562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler, and he's Mike Garabasio. What's up, everybody? Happy to be bringing you another episode of the LB Fee Show here uh, as we approach the end of the strangest year in Long Beach State and Long Beach and uh, maybe all of history as far as we've known it. Um, lots to talk about. We'll be joined a little bit later by our special guest, Jeff Kamen, the head coach of the women's basketball team. Uh, who are continuing their season Thursday night against San Diego in the Walter Pyramid. But uh, before that, we've got uh, the, the man who the show is. You've got your own show. I'm so proud of you. Andy Fee, the Long Beach State Athletic Director and a very busy man. Andy, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, uh, you know, I guess I'll just start and go, well, until the ball goes up in the air, you know, nothing is a lock. That's your, uh, that's your motto, and it has proven to be a prescient one. As uh, JJ mentioned, the breaking news, which we'll just go ahead and get to right up front. Uh, for the second time in two weeks, three weeks, the men's basketball team had a scheduled date with uh, UCLA, and uh, the game will not be taking place this evening. We're recording uh, Tuesday afternoon. We just basically record every time Long Beach State men's basketball is supposed to play UCLA. That's the new tradition. I is can't the, wait for two weeks from now when we do this again. Is this podcast a jinx? Is that what you're suggesting? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I was going to say, is this God's way of saying that we shouldn't play UCLA? I mean... <laughs> I won't go that far, but I will say I have a little bit of a Peter Parker syndrome, so I am going to find a way to blame this on myself. Uh, <laughs> and I, I apologize to all of Beach Nation for, uh, for whatever it was that I did, that I did energy-wise that messed everything up. Well, at least it was a little bit earlier this time. The first time you guys were supposed to play UCLA, the team was on the bus outside of Walter Pyramid when you found out that you weren't going to play the game. This one comes a little bit earlier in the day, but the team was already on the bus because they were coming back from UCLA because that's where the testing was done earlier today, correct? Yeah, so we went up to uh, UCLA for a shoot-around. So game day, we, we typically have a shoot-around, and that's just to get you know the guys or the ladies out on the court, just active, get a sense of the gym, etc. So... We went up there and, um, you know, thankful to UCLA, they, they allowed us to, they, they have testing up at UCLA. Um, obviously they're a medical campus and, and have a med school, et cetera. So they were kind enough, honestly, to, to really help us out and, and, and come up, do our shoot around and get tested. So we actually were tested uh, by UCLA and by the medical folks at UCLA. And um, after the shoot around, we, 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 we got in line, so to speak, and, and went through and got tested one by one. And we had a, uh, a non-student athlete in, a, in our tier one, which is obviously that core group um, of folks test positive. Um, this is the third day in a row we've tested. You know, we, we had a PCR test, um, which as we've talked about is kind of the gold standard on, on, on the COVID test yesterday and everybody tested negative and we had an antigen, I think the day before that and everybody tested negative. And then today um, we had that one individual um, test positive and uh that's yeah we found out from ucla uh, pretty shortly thereafter um that that person was uh positive so uh, a little bit earlier in the day but unfortunately a situation where we're we're not going to be playing a game tonight and based upon the circumstances um th this individual does actually now have some symptoms and so we are going to be uh, in a two-week pause, meaning that uh, not only do we lose tonight's game against UCLA, but we lose the Cal Baptist game, which was scheduled for Saturday, and then the University of San Diego game, which was next week 
as well. And because it's a two week window, we actually lose the opening two games of conference opener against UC Riverside, which to complicate or to make things even more interesting, they have paused because they have a positive case um, in their program. And I haven't heard all the details, but they're paused for at least now. So potentially you could have both of us, meaning Riverside and, and Long Beach, not playing each other to open up Big West play. And um, that's just the weird dynamics of things and the weird COVID world we're in now. Um, yeah, and obviously, I mean, first and foremost, obviously the, the best wishes of JJ and I, and I'm sure of the whole staff with, uh, with the person who tested positive, um, you know, whether exhibiting symptoms or not, uh, you certainly just obviously want everyone to be healthy and recover quickly um, whenever you get news like that. Um, it is this weird thing where it's like, it's such a, that's such an important thing to say, but then there is also a sports fallout, as you mentioned from it with the, the conference schedules and everything. So um, just to reiterate that for everyone, basically the team is that everything sort of shut down for two weeks. Is that right? I mean, practices and everything just sort of shutters and the, do the kids all quarantine or how does that part of it work? Yeah, so we'll have surveillance testing going on uh, over the next two weeks with, with people in the program to, to monitor. And as you said, we want to make sure people are as healthy and safe as possible. So we'll keep tabs on everybody. But yes, for, for two weeks, meaning the first in the best case scenario, meaning everyone comes back negative, continues to, you know, that person gets better, everybody else tests negative. The earliest that we could come back and practice would be December 30th. And then we've got the unique quick turnaround of, you know, the 30th, 31st, maybe you get two practices and then we're playing Bakersfield back to back. Uh, but that is essentially the, 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 the near future of what's happening. And that's obviously, I mean, this is the, this is the reality for everyone. I mean, this, it's not just basketball teams, it's the reality for news organizations and every possible kind of business. Um, and I would point out because anytime something like this happens, there's a, a theme of sort of like I told you so-ism on social media that always really bothers me. Um, you guys were not playing basketball on the assumption that everyone was going to test negative for the entire year. I mean, like half of, I think it's something like half of NCAA basketball teams have had a positive case and have had to do a shutdown at some point. So to some extent, the fact that someone tested positive and you guys were able to initiate the, the procedures for the next two weeks, and that's why you're testing. That's why the system is in place. That's why everyone knows what's supposed to happen, even as awkward and, and weird as it is to have to shut down a game, you know, on the day of that game. Um, how have you, how happy have you been or, or not happy have you been with everyone's response to, um, you know, having to put those protocols into place? Yeah, the, the protocols are challenge. You know, I mean, it, um, they're, they're not easy. And if you talk to the coaches or athletes, they'll tell you, but I want to be really clear on the front end how proud I am of both the men's program and the women's program and how serious they've taken it. The student athletes, um, the coaches. I mean, I, I don't think people are taking risks in their daily lives. I think people are trying to do and stay as safe as humanly possible. To your point, the expectation that, that there, there would never be a positive case is completely unrealistic. Right. We hopefully, you know, we reduce those and, you know, and it would be wonderful if we didn't, but um, to think that we would never get a positive case would just be uh, avoiding reality. So 
Um, unfortunately, and we know this, that you can pretty much do 99% of things, you know, the right way, you know, so to speak, meaning that, you know, you, you, you wear your mask and maybe one time you, you, you touch the apple on the apple cart and that's just the bad apple. And it's, it's as random, COVID is as random as that of why someone gets sick and maybe someone doesn't. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm really proud of the effort because I can tell you right now, as I said, to commit to the lifestyle, so to speak, that these athletes and coaches are doing, they're giving up so much, giving up being around family and friends and girlfriends and boyfriends and, you know, from both teams, um, they, they are sacrificing quite a bit. Sacrificing quite a bit. You already mentioned the protocols and how difficult they are. This podcast uh, hours ago before the cancellation of the UCLA game was going to be about the Big West Conference deciding that it was not due fall sports. So Long Beach State women's volleyball, women's soccer, men's and women's cross country, not going to have a season until after the summer at the earliest. How much did those protocols, how much they cost and how difficult they are factor into the conference's decision to not have those sports? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of, of everything. So does cost factor into it? Sure, of course, you know, um, but there's also a, a operational standpoint of, you know, how much can we operate safely? Meaning we only have a certain amount of athletic trainers, a certain amount of facility staff. Um, you know, we are not a, an athletic department like a, like a Pac-12 school where we have multiple upon multiple of everybody. You know, if we had, you know, two facilities, people go down, it's, you know, who's doing what? How are things being set up? Um, Jared Spanger, our head athletic trainer, he is the trainer affiliated with men's basketball, you know, in this circumstance, it, you know, with a two week quarantine, what would we do if Jared had to be down for two weeks and he was working with three other teams, you know, we, we just don't have the ability to simply just say, oh, well, have Billy take care of it and throw Billy into the equation. Um, we're just the margin of error, so to speak, and, and, and where we can miss is so small. And, um, you know, it just makes it a, a challenge for us. So, you know, again, is there a cost? Yeah, there's cost to testing. You know, we're committed to doing those things. But at the end of the day, can we actually operate 19 sports at one time? And the reality is, I wish I could say we could do it. Um, but the likelihood is we couldn't. And we don't want to start something. And then suddenly midstream or some point, which, well, sorry, I guess we're just going to stop. Or, you know, we don't have enough trainers, what do we do? So, you know, it's a little more complicated, you know, maybe to the layperson when they look at it and go, well, why aren't they just doing it? Um, it's a little bit of everything. And, you know, I wish, wish we could live in a different world. And, you know, Long Beach State had, you know, umpteen members of, you know, athletic training staff, you know, you, you go to a Pac-12 school, and they're going to have 12 to 14 athletic trainers. And we have five, <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, it, it just creates a challenge. That's for sure. Um, let's scene set. So say we could take any one of those fall sports teams. And obviously, first of all, there's still, uh, there's still hope for um, the other sports, you know, that, that th this is just about those fall sports we mentioned. So nothing else has been ruled out yet. And I know there's a, a lot of work being done to try and make sure the Big West gets a baseball season and 
men's volleyball and everything else. But um, let's kind We're of know that at uh, the end of January, just so everybody knows end of January is going to be the next time we hear from the big West concerning those spring sports. You just mentioned. Thank you. Yeah. January is going to be an announcement filled month uh, at all levels of sports in, in California. Um, but Andy, let's kind of scene set. And I, I cover the women's volleyball team. So we can just take them as an example. If you're talking to a women's volleyball fan, who bumps into you, socially distanced, runs into you or whatever at a grocery store or where you're on a run. Um, and they say, so, so what's the deal? You know, what happens next? Um, obviously we're looking at fall 2021 and we're hoping that next summer is a gateway that we're all gonna pass through to where we come out on the other side. <laughs> we're widely vaccinated as a community and a city and a country. And we're looking at a much more normal school year. What will that look like? Um, is I think the NCAA is giving people a year of eligibility. Um, how, how does this play out for sort of the quote unquote restart of these teams who've just had their season shut down? Yeah, so, you know, first and foremost, you know, I feel, I feel terrible for those student athletes in the fall that are affected by the decision. You know, we went through it, I hate to say it, we did it in the spring where, you know, I had to, to look student athletes in the face and say, hey, we're, we're shut down. You know, if we had to do this twice now, um, and, you know, I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me, but it's just, you don't, you don't ever as a leader want to have to, to share news like that. Um, moving forward, as you said, you know, uh, you know, folks are going to get that year of eligibility, so they won't lose a year. I mean, yes, they lose a year in terms of they're not playing right now, but right. Um, they can come back and, and still have, um, you know, their, their five-year clock and compete four of the five years, so to speak. Um, and, you know, I mean, things, things, you know, here I am giving a ray of hope, but, you know, things, things can change dramatically. And what I mean by that is they can go the negative way and they can go the positive way. I mean, heck, if, if we can, if we can get access, we can get people vaccinated maybe we can bring back some sort of activity. Maybe in the very least we can say, Hey, let's figure out a way to, to test people, get them vaccinated. And, you know, we can operate practices or come up with some shortened period of activity. So, you know, I, I want to say that, you know, as a, as a leader and as we look at these things, we want to remain open both ways. Now, you know, are the odds that great? Maybe not, but um, certainly, you know, it, it could happen. It just depends on what happens with the vaccine. But it, it, let's just assume there is no activity here in the spring. Um, what we would hope, though, is along the way, we are getting people vaccinated. We do get our student athletes vaccinated and we can come back, the world probably has us still testing. We're still probably gonna have to be testing at least into the fall, I would suspect. I mean, you could even be testing for another year um, in a very conservative manner. So, you know, athletes show up, let's say those fall athletes show up in, in, in August, you know, it's, it's, as you said, women's volleyball, you know, it could report back, you know, we're asking, did, you know, you've been vaccinated, let's get the record that you've been vaccinated you know, still, hey, everyone, you got to wear masks, you got to social distance, you know, maybe we're at operating at a 50% capacity of the pyramid uh, in terms of, you know, fans coming to games. Hopefully it looks a little bit more like the pre-COVID world, but I don't think there's a magic wand to say, hey, you know, reset button August, 2021. And, you know, it looks exactly the same as it did before. I think that's unlikely. I am optimistic that we are back playing. I really am hopeful and believe that will be the case, but how does it look? I still think it's going to feel a little weird, a little awkward, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be back. Hopefully those athletes are back in a rhythm or around each other, but 
it's going to look probably like masks at practices and social distance and um, a lot of the things that we're dealing with today that um, are still going to be impacting us. Andy, you're always glass half full type of guy, and a lot of your coaches are as well. I wanted to shout out women's soccer coach Mauricio Ingracia, who's telling his team to act like this is a medical redshirt year where you actually get to train and stay in shape while you're a medical red, right? Like an ACL injury, you're done. You're just on the couch. That's, that's it. You just got to sit there for three months and wait for a chance to get back. But he's telling his team, you know, you get your year back. Go ahead and stay in shape. Get ready. We're going to be ready to go when we're ready to go. And I think that's really important too. Leadership is so important in times like this. I'm, I'm sure that's good for you to hear as well. Yeah, you know, it, it's something that is even, you know, we hear it uh, up from up on high from President Jane Connolly, who is a, a firm believer in the power of positive thought and positive psychology. Um, you know, how you respond to life is really what it's about. You know, I, I always use the analogy, you know, you're going to get knocked down. The answer is not how many times are you getting knocked down? It's how many times do you get back up? You got to get back up one more time, no matter what. So for us, you know, we, it feels like we've been knocked down a little bit. You know, we've, we've been kind of, um, you know, hit by a lot of gut punches with just terrible information, right? But, you know, we can sit there and wallow and feel sorry for ourselves and blame others, blame ourselves, get in the blame game. And it does nothing. The fact is we know that we are going to get back to a point where, you know, it's whatever the new normal is and that the fall sports are competing. We know we're going to get there. So we just have to maintain a positive attitude around it between now and then, which trust me is not easy. I mean, I, I go through the same thing, you know, during the day, something will hit me and I'll go, man, you know, this is just so unfair. And I tell myself, you know what, Andy, suck it up. You know, I mean, life is totally unfair. You know, I mean, and if we're teaching, if we're really talking about teaching these young people, hopefully they're going to live long, long, you know, productive lives. But it's somewhere along the way, they're going to get knocked down. You know, they're going to have to get back up and it may be totally unfair. So, you know, I think what you just said is really what we try to, you know, practice what we preach and as leaders say, you know what, yeah. You know, it, it, we got dealt maybe a bad hand here, but it's the hand we have and the hand we're going to play and we're going to play it as best we can. And, you know, that's what's great with this group of people, these coaches, these student athletes. Uh, you mentioned Mauricio coaching Gracia. Um, you know, we're each here picking me, you know, pick one another up. I, I talked to Mauricio the other day and it was great after I talked to him, I felt better, you know, so um, we just have to stick together. You know, that's the, that's the key to all this is if we can stick together, we'll get through it. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to be surrounded by so many great people. When that news breaks, you're going to find it at the 562.org as always, where we've got coverage of everything Long Beach State Athletics with the newsletter. We even got videos and photos up from the women's basketball game right now. So get involved, get involved in the interaction on the Twitter updates and Facebook and everything with the 562.org. All right, we welcome on our special guest in his fourth season as the head coach of the Long Beach State women's basketball team, but uh, was an assistant before that, a Long Beach guy for life, Jeff Kamen. Welcome to the show. That's right, LB, LBC. Let's go. Here the, uh, you know, with, with the unfortunate news we were talking about with Andy uh, on the, the shutdown yes. for the men's team, you are currently the coach of the only operating uh, organized sports team in the city of Long Beach, which is an absolutely bizarre <laughs> thing to say. 
but what 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 are your thoughts? I mean, you guys are literally the only game in town at this point. Um, hopefully, looking at a Thursday home game, which you can watch on Beach Vision at LongBeachState.com against uh, the University of San Diego. Yeah, yeah, a lot of pressure, man. A lot of pressure. Only 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 person only team playing. No, but uh, serious, serious. No, it's just tough, man. When you you hear that news today, and it's going on all over the country, and you're almost hoping it doesn't happen, but you're waiting like, oh, when is it our turn? You know, so we just, you're pray, we're prayerful, we're, we're optimistic that hopefully it, maybe it passes us by, but at this point, man, our, our young ladies, we're just, you know, in our team, our program, we're focused on finals more than anything. We can't, you know, you know, obviously we want to play and we're, we're excited to get to Thursday and it was great to actually get on the court and play, but Man, it's a big week. It's a big week for our young ladies as far as academically and kind of finishing up strong here. So it, it, it's, it's, I guess it's good in a way because our focus is not just on are we going to make it a Thursday? It's, hey, it shouldn't be a distraction, but it's kind of like a distraction to have to focus on, you know, worry about our academics as opposed to just basketball. So it's good. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you feel, feel bad for Dan and, and the men's program and, um, but you kind of understand that that's part of the lay of the land right now. And, you know, at any point it can be any of us, you know, so we're excited, you know, and, and we're, we want to get to Thursday. We think San Diego will be a good test for us and uh, a really physical team that's been traditionally pretty good in their conference and out of conference. And, you know, it's, it's a good game for us. I'm glad we're able to pick it up and uh, we're, we're excited for the, for the challenge. We'll talk about the opener in just a minute, but I wanted to first touch on practice. It's been a while since we've had you on the show. You guys have been outdoors. Sure. You've been shooting on hoops at the, on the tennis courts, finally back in the yeah. gym. What, what's practice been like? The, the progression of getting girls, you know, not only back in shape, but back together. Yeah, it, it's been awesome. I, I think starting where we started, like everything is like, you know, it's like the Ritz Carlton, you know what I mean? Like went from the, you know, the Motel 6. I mean, we, we live in George Jefferson, you know, we, we move it <laughs> on up, you know? So <laughs> everything is just, it's, it's awesome. You know, our young ladies were, were, like I was telling you guys last time, we, they've been good, you know, no complaints. It's just the character shining through. So to get in the gym and to be able to actually pass the ball to one another and, run through our, our, our actual five on oh and five on five offense like it's been awesome man so I think for us to be able to start the season later has been the best thing I mean I think everyone's like oh let's start the 25th but most a lot of teams I would say half or more than half they've had stoppage you know anyway so I think for us it got us it gave us a chance to kind of catch back up as far as you know, where we started compared to where, where others started. And we're able to lift, you know, and get in shape and get reps together, get our freshmen acclimated with what we do um, and uh, just continue to work on our culture. So um, it's been awesome. I, I thought, you know, just going in the other night, it was, man, I was surprised the the just how uh, seamless it was in some ways for not having a preseason, a summer and just and we have some older kids, so it, obviously it makes it easier. But um, it was just good to see them out there and, and kind of like they've been playing a little bit. Uh, but we'll see. We 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 we, we got a, a long road, but um, it's been good. It's been awesome. The girls have, you know, we're just trying to get healthy uh, as well and get in shape. So 
but but it's all positive things and all uh, productive things. Yeah, it was a very. Uh, I, I was at, I was one of the seven people or something who weren't actually on the court uh, who was able to <laughs> who was able to be at the game. Uh, and uh, our guy Tyler Hendrickson and I were able to do a highlight video, which you can see at the five six two dot org if you haven't already. Uh, I th- <laughs> it was I thought, nice. Yeah, I thought you guys look you look great. And like you said, I mean, it, it was. I was surprised at how seamless it was. Um, we covered the men's game as well, which I, I think you could sense even among the players a little bit more. And that they'd already had to start up and stop with UCLA. But you guys seem for whatever reason, like maybe because you said you've been watching other teams doing it, it just looked sort of, I don't want to say natural because half the stands were raised in the air. But you know what I mean? <laughs> how, how are you able to encourage that? And, I, you know, you're, the players were all very company line with you on saying they only control the things they can control. <laughs> but I sense that they genuinely didn't. I sense they genuinely weren't weirded out, which the men's players said they were. You know, they said it was really it was right. I think the word Dan used was eerie. So what, what, what was that? Um, is it because your kids are older? Is it because you talk so much about it? What led to that feeling of comfort as you guys went up and, and beat pretty comfortably a team that had just taken Irvine to overtime on the road. Yeah. I, I, I think it's exactly, uh, you know, what you said. I mean, it's, it would, it does sound cliche, but it's what we preach in a normal, in a normal setting, in a normal sense where in this world, you know, you're going to deal with adversity, which this is, you know, so different than what any this of us is, has dealt with. This is but, not a ref missing a block charge call. Yeah. No, no. But but which one thing we can take away from it, it, it is adversity. It is a challenge. So what are we going to do to kind of make the best of it? And it's looking at things with the glass half full. And we talk about that all the time. You know, there's just certain things you can't control. And you only can control what you can control. So I think it's the camaraderie. I think it's the the chemistry and the family environment that I, I feel is genuine. And uh, I think it really is that they do, you know, buy in and believe in, hey, like, let's, and it doesn't happen all the time. You know, they, we they have bad days and, you know, you know, it, there's so much going on in their lives, but they generally believe in, hey, we can only can control, we can control, you know, let's not look at the stance, let's not, let's just focus on, being the best we could be every day, you know, and I know it sounds cliche, but you know, I really believe it. It's literally um, the most cliche, my life. cliche you could bring up. Yes. But I, but I also believe, <laughs> and I know that with successful coaches, it's a cliche that's also true. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like ahead of time, you're watching though. Look how they're doing it. Oh, this, this, you know, tournament, they have, benches on top of each other they're not following any of our product you know what i mean and then this this they have you know up have them up in the stands and this one has like us so you're watching all so i think it, it was an advantage to watch it and to observe and to just kind of c- come to the realization this is the world we're living in and this is the way it's going to be so why are we going to be shocked when we get on the floor and we're, and we're six feet apart and we can't high five all the time and we can't talk to the you know the opposing it's you know and and i think last year being one of the first to you know shut things down not allow a a, a cry like we we faced that feeling like probably no other right away you know where it's like oh shoot we're playing a tournament game and my parents can't come they're at the hotel and you know what i mean so it was 
it's kind of like it was expected. So why are we gonna why are we gonna worry about it? You know. So I'm sorry. I wish I could give you, but it's really that's really what what I, what we believe, man. <laughs> Very well said. Like you said, got to watch them. Well, you finally got to watch your team play somebody else in the mid. Who impressed you most individually? Just their performance and the way they carried themselves against Westmont. Yeah, I, I thought uh, Patricia Chung, a uh, freshman. Uh, wow, you know, she, you know, when it's not, and we've had to have, you know, unfortunately, I guess fortunately and unfortunately, the last three years because we were building, we've had to have young, young ladies and freshmen come in and perform right away. So we're getting to the point we should where we don't. We should have older young ladies that have been through the program. They know the system and they're kind of, you know, making it easy on them where they don't need to maybe perform as much because we, you know, we have seven, eight that have done it and they should be carrying it. But because of our injuries um, and, and, our, and our, our depth, you know, we, we still have to rely on, you know, those young ladies. And wow, Pat, and, and I don't mean she's you could tell she's she's a, she's a good basketball player but she's a winner and the thing she were, were she she was playing like she was a sophomore or junior I mean and I know there's small things that I see as a coach that maybe that you know you don't see from the outside but just reads you know and how she's processing the game real time you know and she's playing with our those older young ladies like she's been there the feel the maturity the scrappiness and toughness, you know, I was really, I mean, I'm breaking down film, we're watching, and I'm like, look at this young lady. You know, she's taking a charge, she's in the right place here. I mean, it's taking some of our young ladies, <laughs> you know, and, and most, it happens, but two or three years to do certain things, and she, and I don't know, you know, it's first game, but for her to get out there her first game, and again, I know people say Westmont, and, but Westmont is a scrappy, tough team. And Kirsten, you know, she was the assistant coach for Santa Barbara when they were running the Big West, you know, with, with, with Mark. So she she's like, wow, like, I'm impressed with that kid. I, I think, you know, so I was impressed with Pat. But obviously, Justina, she could just continues to get better and better. I mean, um, you, sometimes kids, you know, plateau, they stop working, they're feeling good about, you know, all their accolades. And Justina is just continuing to take it to another level. Um, and then, you know, obviously Naomi, I mean, it, it, it's funny. People are like, who is this kid? I'm like, oh, only the all conference, you know, 50% three point shooter that we haven't had, you know, we didn't have last year, you know, so. You're, you have a I high mean, that, sodium content about her not being a preseason all conference selection. Oh my gosh. Ridiculous. I, and I don't, I don't, I never get into that, that. Yeah, but because, you're into it a little bit on this one. Yeah, but it, it's, 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 it's. <laughs> I can actually go on and on, but you know, you know what? We, we, we use it as motivation, you know, and I ultimately it's about playing the game and, you know, proving it, you know? So, you know, that's, 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 that's the space we're in right now. Let's, let's control. We can control and let's just take care of business when we get on the floor. But she's, I just, she's a really good player. I, I don't understand how she could be at all conference, you know, throughout, her first two years, honorable mention, second, and then they're not even mentioned. 
not the so, most. But anyways, it's not the most attentive group of media, Jeff. Uh, you know, present <laughs> company excluded, uh, obviously. But, um, <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I was I was I was sort of joking with JJ and Tyler. I said Naomi right now is the feel good sports story for like the whole city for the year 2020. I mean, someone who goes and obviously there hasn't been a lot of competition, unfortunately. Um, but you know, someone who missed, I think she said 21 months in between games who comes back. And if you had just removed last year from my memory, um, I mean, didn't miss a beat. I mean, looked completely ready to, to jump in. And, uh, as you said, yeah, she mentioned it as well. She's like, I don't care about fans in the stands. I haven't been able to play basketball for almost two years. And when you're that age, two years is, I mean, you that's basically your whole life you know yes <laughs> so how, yes how happy were you to, for her just on a personal level even aside from how well she played just to get to see her be back out there and uh, and play so well yeah yeah it, it just her suiting up just practice that to, to, for the first practice we have when she's out there and she's able to you know, go full speed. She, even when she was getting healthy, she couldn't get on the floor with her. They wouldn't let her, they wouldn't clear her. So for her to, to see her smile, you know, and see the joy she had for, I mean, you, we all know, I mean, I I play when basketball was taken away from me, it was like the end of the world. You know, it was just what, when you're passionate about it and you're, you've done it for so long, people don't understand it's, it's, it's hard. It's really hard because it's kind of your identity it's, it's built into you and it shouldn't be, but it kind of is, you know, and I'm just so uh, proud of her growth. I mean, she came in as someone that, you know, very quiet, shy, meek, you know, she didn't say a lot and she was on the president's, you know, the, the student council, you know, and I say student council, but the student uh, government and she was, uh, went on a lead to a leadership conference. I mean, she has taken herself out of her comfort zone and it you could just see it in all walks of, of her life. So just to see her grow and to see her to be able to get back to basketball and, and be able to do something she loves to do, you know, it's emotional, you know, it's emotional uh, because they, they, they sacrifice a lot. I think, Mike, we talked about before, but I mean, these young ladies are sacrificing, right? life right this is not a, a play thing like people are dying so but people forget that they just want to see us play you know but it, i have uh, coaches that have sons and daughters right they have uh, you know parents who are staying with them that are older that have so these people are making huge sacrifices because they love it and Naomi loves it. She loves her team. She loves this university. She loves this community. And they're doing it because they have a pride in this community. And they want to represent, right, this community the right way. And it's just so, you know, it's a, I, I get I'm not an emotional guy, but but I, I, I'm just so proud of her. I'm so proud of her. So, yeah, it's just, just good to see her to be able to do something she loves to do. She got her money's worth, too. Or she get up 19 <laughs> shots, 11 from behind the arc. She don't get cheated. Yeah, buddy. Hey, shoot or shoot, man. <laughs> she, she, didn't, she didn't have the Kyle Kuzma hesitation uh, on the first three. It went up. She got it up pretty clean. Yeah. Hey, I have not told Hey, when you shoot between 45 and 50 uh, for your career, you know, we'll, we'll work through some of the kinks. 
Get you know, <laughs> I, I want you, yeah, I don't want you conscious. You, you shoot the ball. <laughs> so the plan, obviously, first is to pass finals and then hopefully get to Thursday, like you said. Uh, what is your message going into these uh, non-conference games? Are you guys trying to just get better or are you like putting little small goals to then accomplish and then, and then move forward? Or is it kind of just an overall feel for the program? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, number one, you know, we want to stay safe and healthy. You know, we, we, it's tough to talk about winning basketball games when we're dealing with what we're dealing with, you know, and, I know it sounds, you know, great, but we always, we try to have a perspective and we have dialogue about that perspective. So, you know, we do have goals. We made a vision board. We had so much time on Zoom. So we did so many different, you know, projects, but we did a vision board. Instead of writing our goals down, we wanted to kind of visualize it. So we do have goals. We, we you know, we want to, you know, make sure that we, we take care of home court, you know, and so we have things in place, but with the perspective that ultimately, we want to stay safe. We want to stay healthy and we want to get the most out of our ability every day, you know, and we feel like if we do that, um, that then the wins, you know, uh, will come and the success that we want will come. We feel like we're an older team and we, we should be better than we were last year. Even with the COVID, we try not to, you know, make, make that excuse, even though it does impact a lot of things, you know, but, you know, hey, we'll control, we can control. And um, so we want to get better in this preseason you know, after being safe and healthy, healthy, we want to get better. And we want to have some success. We feel like we can compete, you know, and, and, and win Thursday. And, and, and against SC, we feel like, you know, we, we, we have another shot to get better. But also go in there and see if we can, you know, pull, up, pull off an upset. So um, I like where we are. I, I know some people were, you know, hey, how come they don't have four or five games, you know, but I, I would take the practice time. And the, the team time, the time we spent, you know, more than playing two extra games. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I don't, to me, that doesn't, that wouldn't have, in my opinion, based on what I feel about our, 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 our team, I think this will prepare us a little bit better than just playing, playing games, you know, so. Um, well, last question for me, uh, you know, Jeff, we've known each other a long time. I consider you a friend. I consider you someone I know well enough to know that you genuinely are in uh, coaching college basketball for more than just a paycheck and, a, and, and where you finish in the conference. Um, so I'm curious for you, when we talked for the preview, it's sort of like, Okay, 50% of the conversations are regular. It's the conference is about to start. It's a, reg it's a regular preview. And 50% of the conversation is about the purpose of sports and what's the place of any of this in a world that, as you've mentioned and, and we've talked about, is struggling so much. So I'm just curious if you can share a little bit of your perspective for Long Beach State fans on, um, you know, what is this for? I is this a successful season? if the NCAA shuts everything down in three weeks, you know, is it, is it a success just that you were able to do it and give the opportunity to the kids or what is the larger purpose of competing right now at a time when, you know, as you said, everyone has to sacrifice so much and, you know, the world is sort of on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, it's, a, it's an awesome question. Um, it's interesting. I was reading your, your, your article. We, we, we discussed, it's just so much, man. Like it's a tug of war, you know, for me personally um, on what I believe, what my convictions are, you know, and I think we, we're all there. 
we're all faced with it right now. And then we got to make a decision ultimately, right? Um, and, you know, I worry. You know, I worry. I, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I worry, you know, like my... Like I was telling our team the other day, my priority and my, my first priority is your well-being, you know, and while we're here playing basketball and I'm, you know, yelling at you to run harder and I'm, hey, we got to do this better. Guys, let's not forget. And ladies, let's not forget that this is great. But the most important thing is that we have a perspective of what's going on. Right. And we talked about it. We had dialogue. You, you listen, you don't have to do this. And Coach Jeff won't be mad at you. You know, I told my coaching staff, hey, that you listen, I understand like you uh, there's 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 other things more important than this. As much as I want to win and I want to continue to see our program grow and build because I think we're going in a great direction that that right now that's secondary compared to what people are dealing with. You know, we're not it's just hard for me to just to get into our bubble and forget about people on the street right now, these kids that can't go to school and get a, a meal. If they don't go to school, they don't get a meal that day. You know, the abuse that's going on in homes. It's still the social justice stuff that, that hasn't changed. I know the right. politics of it is gone, but people are still getting pulled over. You know, people are still, you know, so it, it there's a lot and I, I struggle with it. But the flip side to that is our young ladies um, are a beacon of hope. You know, they have a platform that others don't. And if we could go out and, 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 and be a positive, um, you know, be something that people can look forward to, to get their minds off of, and, uh, and then we can do it in a safe manner, then, you know, it's worth a shot, you know? And the, the key is it has to be in a safe manner. If we, our, our administration, I know people are like, how come they're not doing this? But, but you know what? We, we probably did the right thing. You know, like like not probably, but we did the right thing in a sense that they're they're cautious and they do care about our student athletes. And it's not popular, but Andy, Cindy, Jay, they have a hard job. You know, it's not just about these are hard decisions. You know, you're talking about business versus politics versus, you know, people's lives. You know, you're dealing with people's lives and doing what's best for the student athlete and others. So I just think it's a lot tougher than people on the outside realize, and I'm sure there's a lot that do get it, but the, the ones that don't, it's just so much. And just in a normal sense, what these young ladies and young men are sacrificing, even though they're getting a free scholarship. I mean, there's a lot they, that they have to do on a day-to-day -day basis to continue to maintain and sustain, you know, the, the, a scholarship and, and to be productive in the classroom and on the court and the stresses and pressures and expectations from parents and club coaches and donors. And but so then you throw in this, right? It's, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot. So I don't mean to, to ramble, man, but this is a, it's a great question because it's something that I battle every day. Every day I wake up and I go in, I have to make sure that I'm intentional about having that perspective and making sure that our young ladies understand where their leader is coming from. And that at the end of the day, we're not going to be th that program or, or, and I'm not saying there's other programs like this, but we're always going to have a perspective for what's the most, what's more, most important. So I do think it's good because they want to do it, you know, and I'm going to support them. 
if they say, hey, coach, we want to play, then then this play, you know, it's my job to support them and be there for them. Uh, but as as we continue to go go through this, it's our job to make sure we put them in, in a safe environment and in a position where they can be safe and and do what they they love to do. So I think our administration have done a great job of doing that. And we're trying to, as a staff, follow all the protocols, even though, man, it's a lot, you know, but we just go with the flow, man. I, I'm a go with the flow guy anyway, so I can make adjustments. But uh, some of the stuff is like, wait, what? Wait, we can't. Wait. <laughs> so just like regular people are saying, wow, why can't they do this? We're doing the same thing. But you know what? You got you have so you got health, the health department. You got, you know, the CSU. There's so, so much, so much stuff there. But I, I don't know, Mike, if I, I answered that. But I, I think, you know, it, it's we're just trying to be a beacon of hope um, for uh, for people, you know, who are sitting at home and can't be out right now, you know, and they can at least turn on our women's basketball game and they can tune in for a couple of hours, you know, and just get their minds off of what, what's going on. And also, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, represent our community, you know, and uh, you know, it's just a deep pride for, for, where, where we come, this is Long Beach. We talk about it every day, you know, and uh, there's a reason why our young lady has chosen to come to school here. It's a reason why they stayed here, you know, and uh, yeah, man, I, but it, it, it's a def, it's a tough, it's a tough, a tough question in a sense, but I love it because it's, I battle it, you know, and to be able to talk about it, you know, for me, it helps me to kind of process it and uh, continue to put things uh, into perspective. Go ahead and drop the mic, coach. That was yeah, incredibly <laughs> well said. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time, man. Stay healthy out there. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Man, I love talking to you guys, man. I miss you, and uh, I'll see you hopefully from afar at the yeah, next I'll game. wave at you across the court on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. All right, guys. You guys take care. Love you guys. Stay safe. All right. Before we get out of here, we're going to do our big shouts like we do every other week. Andy, you got somebody who deserves a big shout this week? I do. This one's a little more personal, but I want to give a big shout out to my wife, Nicole. Uh, you know, it's, it's been, it's been an up and down fall here and she's been so supportive of me uh, along the way, cheering me up, giving me that positive word of encouragement uh, for me uh, to, to just put that smile on and feel better about the situation. She gave me a big hug this morning and, um, you know, it, it felt great to just have that, that love and affection and support. So I want to give a shout out to Nicole and uh, just thank her for being such a great wife. Uh, I will give a shout out to uh, my son, Vincent, and my daughter, Maya. I've similarly, the last couple of days have not been filled with great news for us to report. And uh, I was feeling pretty down as well. And uh, my daughter has been so excited because uh, she's in preschool. So she's still able to go to school in person. They're doing dress up week for the week before Christmas this week. And today was Grinch day. And so she laid out last night, all her green clothes and she came out this morning making a Grinch face and informed me that she was going to go be really mean to everyone at school because she's the Grinch. Uh, and my son, then I, I do lunch breaks with him since he's uh, here and he doesn't have friends, obviously, to play with in his house. Um, so today, instead of playing catch with uh, baseball and gloves, he wanted to play Frisbee. And uh, he had that fun thing that seven-year-old uh, kids get where all of a sudden he's good at something. He didn't know how to throw a Frisbee the last time he did it. Suddenly he can make it do whatever he wants to. Uh, and it was like watching how happy that made him and how excited my daughter was to go be a jerk to her friends. 
uh, was a good sort of dose of like, okay, there are some fundamental parts of life that are still operating as normal here. <laughs> Wait, Vinny can do whatever he wants with a Frisbee? I can't even throw the Frisbee straight. How does he do he that? Throw it, he, he can throw it straight. He can, he can float it. He figured out how to do a roll. You know, I mean, he was on fire today, JJ. You would have been very proud of your nephew. All right, we're, ma- <laughs> we're masking up. We're getting out. We're doing some disc golf, dude. It's in the right tier. It's in yes, the exactly. Tier, so we'll, get, we'll get that done. Uh, let's keep it personal. I want to shout out my mom. Uh, in all seriousness, she contracted COVID-19 and we're through the woods now. Uh, you know, she's feeling better. Uh, they've got her on all the medicine and everything. And she was so strong throughout it. Let's, let's be honest, man. It's scary. When it first happens, it's scary. It's a natural reaction for human beings to assume the worst at first. Um, and she stayed strong for the whole family. And, and like I said, we're, we're out of it now. She's feeling better. So that's good. And to anybody else who's dealing with that, I feel you. It's very scary. It's very serious. And, uh, and it's good to see that people are getting better from it, even if they are getting it. So fingers crossed that that's a thing that we have to talk about a lot less in the future. But obviously, first and foremost, we're giving you the breaking news on the LB Fee Show every other week and making sure that you know what's going on with LB Nation. So thank you, Andy. Thank you, Producer Roger. Thank you, everybody else who helps with this show. Shout out to Jeff Kamen. Another great interview like we have on this show all the time. We will talk to you soon, guys. Stay safe out there.